You're supposed to do it. Remember, we decided we were going to switch. Okay. Ready? We decided we were going to switch every other one. Mm-hmm. You're going to do one, and then I was going to do one, then you're going to do one. No. No? No. It's hurtful. I don't remember that conversation. Hurtful. Uh, wait, where did we go? The times when I've done it, you have ridiculed me. Today is February the 3rd, the year of our Lord, 2015, and welcome to episode 80 of the Nerd Out Loud podcast, where we talk about the things that you nerd out about, and we nerd out about, and everybody nerds out about. I am Jeremy, and I am joined by my incredibly depressed, morose, heartbroken, sobbing shell of a woman (laughs) co-host... Christina Wise, everybody. Hello. How are you doing? I'm back from the dead. Let's talk about this. Yeah, you're back from the dead. You were back from the dead physically just in time to be broken emotionally. Exactly. (laughs) I um, have never been so sick in my entire life, ever. Mm -hmm. Um, We went to, I had the big work week where I just was working 15-hour days then we had my company holiday party. I remember going because we got a fr- f- all of the ex- assistants get free hotel rooms. I remember going to sleep after the party on Saturday and then waking up on Tuesday. Yeah. All the rest of the days, you say that I went places. People spotted me. <laughs> yeah. There's spottings of me. You were out and about. I don't remember Allegedly. That. And it wasn't even like a fun blackout like you used to do. (laughs) It was like fever-induced craziness. And then I once tried to go back to work. Yeah. You were there for like 20 minutes. Yeah, I couldn't hold my head up and I was sweating (laughs) profusely. Yeah. And I was like... Didn't go well. Puking and the HR lady's like, go home. (laughs) What are you here? I'm like, I need it. It was like... My boss's expenses need to be submitted. She's like, that's literally what email is for. (laughs) Go home. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. And that's why I wasn't on the show. You missed our big guest last week. Have you, did you listen to the show yet? Let's just say, even if I'm dying, I'll be on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What do you mean? I'm, I'm just saying. First of all, you use the bad theme song. Use the good, okay. Okay. <laughs> and just the whole thing. Yeah, it people, was good. People missed me. I, I got a lot of feedback <laughs> about that. Oh, uh, I've missed that. I missed that. I've only gotten good. I've only heard good positive things. <laughs> From who? Let me ask you this. Did okay. you Did you listen to it? I did. You did? I did. And what did you think? Um... I, I already expressed my opinion on it. <laughs> yeah. It Were was you funny. sad that you missed the uh, special surprise guest? <laughs> I mean, especially now, it's quite the get. That's true. After the emotional week that we've had. So let's just talk about the, We have a special guest that's going to be on the show today. Mm-hmm. Jesse Dolamore, everybody. He's a Marine. Uh, was. <laughs> from, from the I Doubt It Dolamore podcast, um, is going to talk to us about what he nerds out about. Uh, but. Before we get to that, let's just talk about the elephant in the room here, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do you have anything that you want to talk about? The Seahawks lost the Super Bowl over they the did. weekend, last weekend. Okay. Um, is there anything you want to talk about? I mean, how are you doing emotionally? How are well, you doing just in general? <laughs> We're okay. worried about you, Chrissy. Okay. <laughs> We're worried about so you. Here's the weird part is that because I kind of was in a blackout for almost a whole week yeah and also because i never let anyone talk about the super bowl around me mm. um, which is really hard at my work because half of For the people sports. went to sports <laughs> yeah centric working um, environment yeah uh, uh, half the people went to the super bowl yeah. and um, that's all they talked about and we did all of the giveaways that people got at the the super bowl like the rally towel so it was very difficult to isolate myself but i wouldn't allow anyone to talk about it so I never actually, in my head, wrapped around us ever winning. Yeah. So I never got my hopes up that we would win. Mm-hmm. 
but I didn't like losing for sure. Yeah. I, I was were pretty, very depressed. You were pretty sad. Yeah. And I was fine. I was, I was fine. I mean, I, um, I think it's kind of silly to be upset in general about us, about a yeah. sports event, but I, um, I was fine. And then like, I got pretty legitimately sad about it the next day for some reason. Like I woke up just feeling bummed out in the middle of the night that night. Actually, I just woke up and I was really sad. I would say that's where I am today. It was hard for me. It, I, it was sad for me to see you so sad when it actually happened and you yeah. were just like, we just lost. We just, well, we, as soon we, as they he just launched the, the ball, Bowl. I said, he, they just fucking lost <laughs> this loss. Yeah. I was like, no, this, it, it was almost as if it was surreal. And if it was going to like come back and we would no, yeah. it was done. But, um, my favorite thing to do at the Super Bowl, whether we're in it or not, is to, live tweet the commercials Mm -hmm. so that was fun yeah it was the most tweeted super bowl ever yeah i saw an article about it It it's funny and i do have something to say about the halftime show first of all the whole meme that's come out about the left shark Mm -hmm. fucking hilarious sure secondly missy elliott love her mouth on you this i know i do (laughs) um i'm worked up about the super um missy elliott love her yeah that she made an appearance i miss i just want to tell everyone it's still not okay to say get your hair did okay still not okay something that was said during the yeah because she's saying her like most popular song where it's in that oh got it yeah yeah don't do it okay okay um the highlight of the super bowl for me i mean besides the game was great it Mm -hmm. was a fantastic game not the the outcome that i wanted to see uh but I will say, and I've, I haven't seen a lot of people talking about this. I've been doing my part to bring it up as much as possible mm-hmm. to keep it the forefront of everybody's mind. One of the receivers for the Seattle Seahawks uh, w- celebrated a touchdown by uh, miming pulling his pants down squ- and squatting over the football and pretending to poop it out. Yes. <laughs> and he just became <laughs> It my... was actually penalized f- 15 yards for it. Oh. And they cut away from it. He is now my all-time favorite Seahawk ever. I, I honestly might have to get a Doug Baldwin jersey now. Just when for I that reason. When I first saw it on Twitter, I thought that someone had photoshopped it. Because I'm gonna he's get a, so... He's pretty Jesus-y. I'm going to get... And pretty... like On Twitter, you know, he's Jesus-y. And, yeah. And, and isn't... I wouldn't have thought this coming from him. I'm going to... when I'm, I saw that picture, I thought, oh, this is faked. Yeah. No. Yeah. He came out and said that... The person he did it for knows that they did it. We, it was I well. Apparently, know. it was to. It came out today. A couple of things okay. came out today. First of all, I think I'm going to get a Doug Baldwin jersey, and then I'm going to get an emoji, a, a patch of the poop emoji, and like sew it where the Super Bowl patch goes on most of the jerseys on the front. The jersey. Okay. Uh, second, so a couple of pieces of news came out today about. We've been calling it hashtag poop down. So okay. get on Twitter if you guys want to be. Did you start that or is that to, like a. Up to date. No, the the photographer who kind of went viral it. for taking yep. the picture used that. And I uh, have been using it as well. So hashtag poop down. Check it out. There's lots of great news out there about it. So uh, apparently it was directed at some members of the media that had spoken out about the mediocre receiving core that the Seattle Seahawks have. Oh, uh, okay. And Doug Baldwin very much has a chip on his shoulder about the receivers oh, yeah. for and i will say i mean they are mediocre <laughs> they, they're doing their best and it's a great team but they're not it's they're not calvin johnson i mean they're they're mediocre receivers there's a lot of drop balls this last weekend that could have saved the game had they not dropped them so it that is to say uh he has a little bit of his chip on his shoulder about that and he was going after the uh he was going after a member of the press specifically for oh. for talking we were hoping it was Adam talking Carolla. shit about them yeah yeah and the the cameraman that is responsible for cutting away mm-hmm. posted on facebook today they tracked him down the reason that it wasn't broadcast on national tv is because the cameraman cut away before the actual celebration happened uh he came he came out today saying that his dead mom warned him that something was going to happen that he should cut away. So he said that his dead mom whispered something. No. The, the essence of his dead mother whispered something in his ear. 
That's scary. So. Wait, is this dead mother down, that guys. kid from the Nationwide commercial? <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Maybe okay, so. Okay, so did you finally see that commercial because you did. were gone or something? Yeah. Um, I don't understand it. Was the kid killed in like, f- did he fall out of a tree? Did a TV fall on him or did he drown in the bathtub? All of the above. It feels like his parents were trying to murder yeah. him, right? Yeah, it was like a okay. Rube Goldberg machine. Of so, <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't actually... Death. It wasn't actually a preventable accident that he died from. It was murder. Yeah. Okay. They set up a trip wire that caused the TV to fall into an overflowing bathtub, I believe. And then some yes. cooties were blown into the environment. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what happened. So speaking of supernatural things and dead people and the afterlife and all that kind of stuff, I, I want to, to jump to, we, we have a guest on the show today guy by the name of jesse dollimore he's got a podcast i doubt it with dollimore we'll put links and i'm sure that we'll talk about it with him specifically but um he kind of nerds out about uh atheism i guess i would say he's very passionate about it so uh he's got a podcast of his own i asked him to come be on the show and uh we're gonna jump to that Jesse, I wanted to have you on because something that we've talked about quite a bit on this show is religion and spirituality and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, and and you are you are what I would call a a devout atheist. Uh, as devout as one can be with with no faith. I'm I don't use the word devout because I think it's kind of antithetical to the whole thing. <laughs> but I do consider myself an an evangelical atheist. <laughs> yeah, I and. Or I'm, I'm spreading the good news. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say you you are more uh you proselytize more that's what I get for trying to use a big word. You proselytize more uh, your uh atheism than than most Christians that I know uh mm. ad- advertise there. Most Christians you know? Well, uh, some Christians that okay. I know. Uh well I will say this, not many not many Christians that I know have an entire YouTube channel uh devoted to spreading their message yeah well um i well let's put it this way there's a scripture in the bible that talks about um and i'm going to show my ignorance by just talking about i'm going to paraphrase i'm a great paraphraser fuck i'll tell you that right now um i there's a scripture in the bible that talks about being lukewarm and god wants you either hot or cold and if you're lukewarm he will spew you out of his mouth and i've lived by that even when i was a christian for all, yeah, most of my life, almost. Actually, now, now that the the needle just switched, and it's my, now most of my life has been as an atheist. But I was raised in an evangelical, tongue talking, dancing around, you know, crazy nutter butter church, and that was uh, that was my particular flavor as well. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, N- never bored. No. no way to sleep through a service. <laughs> So, so I grew up in that in that particular environment, and I think it informed how I do things. You know, if I'm gonna, I'm not gonna dick around with having a podcast. I'm gonna go all out, and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the best at whatever I do. I'm gonna commit myself to whatever I do because if I really believe in something, I believe it's gonna be good for others, and I want to spread the spread the word. So, how, how did you go from uh, how did you go from a, a tongue talking? Christ professing man to the uh, the heathen that you are today uh, books <laughs> <laughs> and mainly um, pointedly the Bible I, I read I really started getting into the Bible and you know way, questioning things it just doesn't uh, there's a lot listen a lot of good and bad can be said about the Bible and there are some good there are good things in there it's not all just a book of of deceit and hate and murder and lies and rape and torture and slavery. It's not all of that. <laughs> There's some good stuff. Um, but on its face, the Bible, and I'm taking it in its entirety, the 66 books, not just the New Testament, because whether Christians want to believe it or not, Jesus didn't. He said, not one letter of the law will be taken away until all of heaven and earth is passed. That's, he said that. So it's, the whole thing Christians should be believing in if they're going to want to believe what their God, what Jesus himself said. If they're going to read all of the red letters, and for those of you who don't know what red letters are, that's the words of Christ, he, he spelled it out that the whole thing is still good. 
So the Christians who hate the gays, they're following their religion. They're ordered by their God to be a bigot. I'm really going on a crazy-ass tangent here. Your question, <laughs> your question specifically was how I got to where I am now. Um, reading the Bible. And it, it started, I started coming to the realization that um, there was nothing in there that's supernatural. Nothing. The, t- the, the Christians and the, the, the people who scream from the rooftops about the, Judea, Jude, the Judeo-Christian values and how our laws are, are, are based on that, it's complete bullshit because they would have you believe that until Moses, for 100,000 years prior to Moses, it was kill people willy-nilly and you're good to go. It wasn't until... Hell, Moses got the Ten Commandments that murder was all of a sudden a no-no. That doesn't make any sense. And I really just came around to the fact that the Bible is just a, a man-made tool yeah. of, of those you know, Bronze Age men who wanted to control women and gays and anybody who wasn't in power at the time. Yeah. The transition, for, for me personally, that transition out of Christianity being a culture that I was just entrenched in for the first, you know, 25 years of my life to uh, kind of where I am today was was a pretty painful and arduous process <laughs> that has resulted in a lot of like broken relationships and stuff. So, I mean, what what was that what was that journey like for you when you when you started realizing that maybe this isn't something that you believe? Uh, you know, how how did that play out in your life? Well, it was tough. It was tough um, being a Marine and being an atheist, you know. Jesse's uh, was, in, Jesse was a Marine, everybody. Okay. Yeah, there's see, every <laughs> single where I, everywhere I go, I get said. So, you know, being an, uh, an atheist in a, in a fighting hole, because Marines don't use foxholes, they use fighting holes. Um, it's a real thing. There are thousands and thousands, who knows how many agnostics and atheists in the military and it, it was tough um, because there's not a mechanism or an infrastructure in place to, to support th- those people. And then after I got out, it was a little easier. I mean, the, 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 I'm estranged from my family for the most part. I still have contact with one brother. Um, but I haven't spoken to either my parents for going on a decade now. And it's l- largely because of the divide that uh, my lack of faith or lack of belief in, in their particular God. Because keep in mind, I don't just shit on the Christian God. It's any God. I don't believe in any of them. You know, the 30,000 gods that have existed or whatever the number is, none of them get my vote. It's not just Yahweh, you know. Right. It's no way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. That I feel like I might have heard you mention before, like, and you just kind of touched on it. It's it's not just it's not just the kind of the Christian deity, but um, you also feel like uh, uh, some people would say, you know, there are. I, I feel like I've heard you say that this world would be a better place without religion, or, or you believe yes. that this. Can you explain that a little bit? Well. I think religion is the chief cause of hatred, of bigotry, of in-group, out-group type of psychology in our world. Um, And if you were to, well, let's put it this way. If you were to eliminate religion, homosexuality and gay marriage wouldn't be an issue. It's only because of religion that hundreds of millions, maybe billions of people are prejudiced and bigoted against people who were born gay. That, without that, I mean, you're, racism, um, slavery. Slavery, was ju- it's justified in the Bible. God, God <laughs> gave Moses, it's still in me, God gave Moses a set of rules. This is what you do. This is how you treat slaves. You can't enslave anybody from your own tribe, from your, your people, but if you want to enslave foreigners, here's how you do it. If you beat your, if your slave, if he dies within a day, you got problems. That's a crime. However, if he recovers after a day or two, you're good to go. You know, it's when you conquer this town, 
we want you to kill all the men, murder all the men. We want you to, to take as, as your own all the, the children, all the cattle, all the goats, all the livestock, and all the women, and you can take the virgins for yourselves. I, they're not there to do the dishes. They're talking about rape. They're talking about forced marriages with captives. That's, that's all prescribed by the Bible. Yeah. And it's, it's, its effects are lasting. They're echoing on even in 2015. So, you know, think of the most evil things that have happened in the world. And if you were to have, if we were to have no religion, and even more perfect, if we could go back in time and, and eliminate it, then our entire thought process would, you know, we would be a thousand years ahead technologically if it weren't for the Dark Ages, was it, which was a direct result of religion. Yeah. So, and so how did you go from, how did you go, so you, you went from being a Christian to being, uh, you know, kind of a, to not believing in God, and uh, and now you are like, like we talked about, you, you know, you evangelize the, the non-evangelical <laughs> message of of uh, of atheism what what led you what led you to that well like i said about the lukewarm thing i'm you know if i'm going to do it i'm going to do it and if i yeah. believe in it i believe in it and you know the, the whole listen i on the face and for the most part i'm politically pretty conservative um, I don't know that I've ever voted for a Democrat. So we'll just get that, the big elephant out of the room now. <laughs> I'm pretty conservative. And so I have to really, I had to kind of under, redefine my politics and who I am based on losing my faith. Now, you're going to have to repeat the question again. <laughs> so my my the question is how did you how did you get to so I mean now you have you have a podcast where you kind of uh, share your views quite quite a bit you you're active online you're active on Facebook and on Twitter and actively kind of uh, oh, I gotcha. in discussions you know about about religion and about faith and and kind of uh, you know proselytizing that worldview I guess I need to come up with a better word because that's no, that's good. <laughs> but uh, so, so how? I mean, I, I guess how did I, I you get you. there? Yeah. So I, I got there just based on my passion for it. Yeah, and and the fact that um, I came to really get involved uh, through the the whole gay marriage thing because I've been a very outspoken proponent for for a long, a great many years about uh, what is our seminal civil rights issue for our generation and it it's been prolonged we would have been here long ago if it weren't for uh, you know i'm most familiar with christianity because that's you know i was born in america so shocker i'm a christian um you know if i was born in india i would be you know a hindu or would I, i'd be a former hindu bitching about gay marriage but um so that's what really led me and the, the start of this, I mean, my very first atheist video was a response video to Jefferson Bethke's I hate religion, but I love Jesus video. Oh, yeah. I'm very and familiar. So <laughs> very my, familiar with that. My best friend Brett and I, he's, he's one of you. He's one of the, the people of the rain. He's a Seattle guy. Um, so we, my best friend and I, we sat down and we wrote it kind of, it's, it's a poem, you know, it rhymes and all that shit. Um, so we, we sat down and wrote it. I did a very terrible, none of my videos are great production quality because I'm just an idiot with a, you know, <laughs> a, like a flip phone. It's not anything fancy. Right. And, but it's the message. It's the words that I want people to focus on. And that was the first. And then that really hit. And, you know, it's several thousand hits. And then we've done several others, some gay marriage related. And then we did one called Proof the Christian God Does Not Exist. Or with a question mark. Because <laughs> you can't prove something doesn't exist. And that is getting ready to... We did that about a year ago. And that's getting ready to cross the 14,000 view mark. Which isn't, you know, it's not viral. But I'm, you know, I grew up in a town with 3,000 people in it. Yeah. And I, I graduated high school with 73 other kids. And I'm, you know, a video with 13,000 views. That's... 
that's reaching hearts and minds. And if people are going to look at it open-mindedly, um, it's, it's going to eventually touch someone. And if I can turn one of those people into a person like me who is passionate about it and wanting to change hearts and minds, then, you know, it was all for, for a good cause. And what? So that, that's, why, that's why I'm evangelical and that's how I got there was I think the gay marriage thing really sparked it because these are Americans who exist under our Constitution and deserve and are entitled to the same inalienable rights that you and I have and just because they're born gay, they're being denied fundamental rights. And that fucking will not stand with me. It, yeah. it, is, it, is, it is a travesty that the Christian right has hijacked the Republican Party. And I'm not a Republican. When I say I never voted for a Democrat, it doesn't mean I'm a Republican. I am not. Uh, I just I lean conservative. But the, the Christian right has hijacked the party starting in about 1980. And... Uh, it needs to be done. Their influence, I mean. And what uh, have you have you gotten lots of have you gotten much pushback or like people giving you shit online or harassment or anything like that? Oh yeah. Well, no. Look, I'm six foot three, two hundred and seventy pounds. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's fucking harassing me. However, <laughs> the internet is a shitty place, and it's I get I don't know. 20 to 30 YouTube comments on that one, the proof, I call it my proof video. I get, I have 20 to 30 comments emailed to me every single day. And, oh, it's, they're very funny. It's yeah. a good time. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you, you, they're, they're vicious little bastards. Uh, you, I always just think they're kids. So, but I'm sure some of them are men. But, you know, I've been told I'm going to burn in hell. I've been told I can't wait until you burn in hell. Yeah, loving, loving Christians. It's it's, it's weird. <laughs> Preaching it the love bother, of Jesus. It doesn't bother me because it's it's the fucking internet, you know. Yeah. And so uh, I, I'm trying to think of a polite way to frame this, but um, I I probably won't because you don't you don't, seem, you you don't, don't seem need like to be polite, guy. brother. Why why are so many atheists total assholes? I don't know, man. I don't like it. <laughs> I was having this talk with Ryan Bell the other day. We went to. Um, we went to Caltech and watched Bill Nye give his little he's, – he's plugging a book right now and he's on a tour. And he and a very famous atheist named Michael Shermer, they sat down and talked. And Ryan Bell and I were talking about this, that the atheist movement, it just doesn't jive with me. It's all these people wearing very disrespectful T-shirts about God. And, and all. it's just it, – it, it's, it's a – it's off-putting to me because if someone deeply, listen, there are millions and millions and millions upon millions of millions of millions <laughs> of, of good-hearted, loving, beautiful people who are Christians. And the same thing goes for Islam. Millions and millions of, of beautiful people who are charitable and hospitable and wonderful and, and kind-hearted. They just happen to believe in mythology. They're not all Pat Robertsons. They're yeah. not all Mike Huckabees. Not all of them are Jerry Falwells. It's, it's this insipid leadership that is trying to gain power within the political system of whether it be, you know, the Middle East or here that puts a face on those millions of people. Yeah. So um, I don't know why so many atheists are dicks. I think it's a lot of them come from the faith and they're bitter. Mm-hmm. Because they feel like they wasted, you know, I did. I wasted, you know, almost half of my life right. um, raising my hands and weeping in, in, in worship service weekly um, and getting caught up in the synergy of, of all that, the emotionality. And it's, you know, that's a beautiful thing. It's, it's a good time. But, goddamn, I could have been spending my time studying philosophy or, or science or something worthwhile yeah. Or, or just going fishing or banging my girlfriend for the love of God, <laughs> you know? Right. And I, I think that sometimes, too, I mean, uh, like you said yourself, part of the your journey out of religion was you started, you know, was reading books and, and kind of education. So I think sometimes people can get that, that can very quickly turn into kind of a smug arrogance. 
there are, and I'm not going to name any names, but there are a couple guys who are online who run very famous atheist pages and have YouTube channels and stuff. And they're dicks. <laughs> they, yeah. they are, their heads are straight up their own asses. Um, and, and their arms must be broken from patting themselves on the fucking back constantly <laughs> right. about how great and how intellectual they are and how laughing at Christians and just, ugh, you know, it's, it's terrible because I know to this, listen, <laughs> I've got a lot of friends on Facebook who put up with me and my virulent sometimes anger, but they know I have a good heart and I'm a loving guy and I sure. know they are and I'm not shitting on them. It's the philosophy it's the whole debate that's going on right now with people who say if I criticize Islam that I'm being racist. No, I'm not. I'm criticizing a philosophy of their particular flavor of mythology. Yeah. I know that most Muslims are good people, just like most Christians are good people. But their book is fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah. The, it needs the, to go. The theology that they believe in, whether or not they would profess it taken to the extreme, taken to the extreme is incredibly damaging. <laughs> I don't know who said it. I think it might have been Ricky Gervais, but he says, you think that the, uh, a true religion of peace, because Islam is the religion of peace, you'd think a true, this is not a direct quote. <laughs> Again, I'm paraphrase guy. You would think a religion of peace that the, the extremists within that religion would be extremely peaceful. And uh, no, that's not the case. The extremists in that religion burn Jordanian fighter pilots inside of a cage to death and put it on YouTube. Yeah. Those are the extremists. Yeah. That's why we need to get rid of religion. So how do you keep from, and this is something that happens to Christians a lot, I think, uh, is that they find themselves surrounded with people that think exactly like them and believe like them and talk like them awesome. and have, you know, so, so how do you... How, how do you, well, first of all, do, do you keep that from happening? I mean. Oh, yeah. I've got a whole system. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, What's I'm ecstatic. System? <laughs> I'm beyond, beside myself with glee that you asked the question because no one's ever asked me. And, oh, fuck, I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> this is how I do it. I, I never, well, one, I have a big problem with censorship even self-censorship self on, the, on the internet and Facebook. Let's just talk Facebook. I never delete anybody on Facebook. I never unfriend someone. Yeah. I never mute anyone. Um, and if anybody request, friend requests me, unless I get a, a stalkery vibe, I accept the friend request. Yeah. Now, I very rarely friend request anybody because that's like me hoisting my my timeline on them and nobody wants that you know <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, so, yeah yeah so my policy is i don't delete yeah i've got i've got 911 truthers which i vehemently disagree with i've got wild crazy obama was born in kenya kenya <laughs> and he's a secret muslims those kind of people well that's true on, uh, yeah, right. Well, that's just factual. Yeah. Uh, I, and I, I stick with them. Yeah. So I make an, a concerted effort to not live inside of an echo chamber. Yeah. Because I don't want, listen, if I wanted to just be surrounded by the same shit I say, I would just flip on one of my fucking podcasts and listen to myself talk. <laughs> right, right. But that's not going to do anybody any good. <laughs> uh, the, the open and free exchange of ideas is very important. Yeah. Christ Christopher Hitchens paraphrase Christopher Hitchens said something to the effect of you not only have a free a freedom the freedom of speech but you also have the freedom to sit and listen to someone else's freedom of speech and if you cut them off if you try to stifle their freedom of speech you're also closing off the freedom to listen and ah, it's it's profound and beautiful and yeah. I try to live by that yeah, that's funny. That that is exactly what I do, uh, specifically with Facebook, and and it uh, it results in some really interesting conversations. <laughs> yeah, I always just try and throw like inflammatory things out there, and then just let everybody go at each other in the comments, and it's always really interesting. I, I think I, you've you've jumped in on a couple of them. Yeah, well, I jump in very rarely because it it usually is just kind of a fucking free for all. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know how more people don't get that vibe that you're just stirring the pot. Yeah. But 
<laughs> it's it's great, man, because sure. it fosters discussion. There's listen. There's I listen to your guys' show every week, and or when it actually comes on, right? Just just a little rib there every uh, Friday, every Friday, just consistently <laughs> like clockwork. And I disagree with Christy all the fucking time. <laughs> oh no! In fact, I disagree with Christy probably more than I agree with her. And I don't know if it's if it's your just your podcast persona or whatever, but there's. I've heard you say several times that, oh, yeah, I fucking deleted that guy. He, there was all these people. Oh, yeah, they got deleted. I don't know what, what it was over, but you seem to be on the fucking click spree sometimes when controversial <laughs> shit's going on. And I'm like, oh, fuck, why? All you're doing is creating this little custom friends list that agrees with your sensibilities, and you're never going to be exposed to anything that's, that, might, that might just change your mind. And I, you're not the only one. I've got lots... Because I, I create this. I have lots of friends that are click happy and love to fucking get rid of people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that is definitely what she does. She very carefully Most, cultivates mostly her. Mostly uh, not, not people <laughs> that... Uh, disagree with me but people that annoy me <laughs> <laughs> which, which which if you've listened to the podcast you realize there's a lot of things in people that annoy christy <laughs> yeah yeah listen i'm i'm with you listen people are the fucking worst they're the, worst <laughs> they're the worst because they're stupid they're short-sighted they don't think they're self-interested i could go on and on and on i mean and i'm totally perfect and without flaw so i can <laughs> say these things jeremy and christy uh no laughs. Fuck you guys. Now everybody's going to think <laughs> that's really laughing. what I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so people are terrible. But if, if you, like, let's put it this way. I, I don't know why now I'm preaching at you, Christy. <laughs> if you were to leave those people in your timeline and then give gentle nudges and gentle suggestions about what they should believe, you may turn one of them. Because I can tell you, not even through active, um, aggressive, trying to change someone's mind, but just through discussions that happen on my wall, shit that I post, I've had people come to me and say, hey, thanks for posting that. I was reading the whole discussion, and you, guy, I'm kind of coming around to your side of things. So hmm. even off on the sidelines sometimes, you'll affect the way someone thinks. And if you delete them all together, you're going to completely eliminate that chance. That changes somebody's mind. No, I agree, man. I, people always say that nothing good comes of, of internet fights, but I, I mean, I, I, I've been personally shaped quite a bit, my belief system, through observing and participating in uh, internet discussions. Me too. So. Well, listen, I'm constantly evolving in my belief systems. Uh, constantly. Theoretically I, I mean, evolving. I, I've... <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Because evolution is a lie. Yeah. Because the earth, the earth is only seven thousand years old, Jeremy. Yeah. You gotta know this. Ken Ham told me that there's a book. So. Was someone yeah. drinking just now? Yeah, yeah. yeah I almost oh. just uh, ruined just our soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> that's wow, that's a bummer. I, I do, mean, I do. There's a hot topic going on in my Facebook right now. That's true. Actually. And I, I want to delete I love a that couple store. people. I love that store. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So you have you have a podcast. I wanted to give you a chance to talk about your podcast. I direct people to you guys quite a bit. It's uh, we well, appreciate it. Why don't you just you just tell us about it? Oh, um, well, about a year ago, it's actually we're coming up on a year. About a year ago, I decided that I my political views and my particular worldview wasn't represented anywhere, and I decided to start a podcast. So, through all kinds of council with all kinds of dumb friends um i decided to reject all of the names that they came up with the show and i i picked the name um it's called <laughs> i doubt it with dollamore and my my lovely my lovely co-host Brittany. um she is in uh, graduate school right now in psychology she's very science-minded um she has uh, the retention level of uh someone with a lot of retention i don't know i couldn't think of anything <laughs> she's a genius um, yeah, she's super, super smart. I mean, the chick, it's good. It's nice. She compliments me well, meaning, you know, she raises the show's intellectual <laughs> girth and weight a, a lot. You guys uh, compliment each other very well. I will say that. She, she I think, kind of wrangles you in sometimes when, yes, when needed. Does. And you guys, you know, prod each other just, just the right amount. Uh, and she also 
does a really good job of uh, like always she seems to always have like the just the that the bottom line facts that you need to know about whatever the topic that you're talking about like you you guys kind of go through current events and stuff like that and that's right I, I would consider us news and comment um with with a, a, a you know kind of a funny flair, a more of a um, I don't want to say disrespectful, uh, irreverent with yes. with an irreverent tome, and uh, you know it's a good time. We do two shows a week, an hour to an hour and twenty minutes per show, so you know several hours a week of good, what I think is good, entertaining um, and informational content. Well, and and you guys, I mean, you could actually set a clock to your guys' release schedule. As much <laughs> yes. as I joke about it, you, you guys are diligently, ever since I've started listening anyway, twice a week, same time every week. What is it, Sundays and Wednesdays? Uh, Mondays and Thursdays. There we go. We <laughs> record. <a> off. <laughs> we record on Sundays and Wednesdays and to release. We record the show. I, we, I turn around, flip, listen to it and make sure that nothing happened while we were doing it, and then release it. It's very quick. And what? Uh, how do you guys come up with the topics that you talk about? This is not a household that uh, we don't watch a lot of uh, Dr. Phil, if you know what I mean. <laughs> not a lot of Maury Povich in this house. Right. <laughs> um, we're just, we're very, we're very plugged in yeah. and uh, very concerned also. Listen, it's not, to do this... Any kind of podcast, whether it be a movie review podcast. Sorry, hit, hit the cough button. Um, a movie review podcast or or a news and comment or what you do, you know, a themed kind of a show. Uh, it's a labor of love and you have to be interested in your content or it's going to show. Yeah. And listen, I, I love the world we live in and I think it could be a much, much better place and... Now, obviously, the theme on our show of late has been moving the conversation forward, even having tough conversations that we have. We've built a very large, oddly enough, international audience. And we have we have listeners who write in from Denmark and Sweden and Scandinavia all over the place. We've get uh, we got an email from Ireland the other day. We have a lot of people in Australia that listen, a whole contingent in Brazil. I don't know what the fuck that's about, but. <laughs> We love it, but I'm all these people. I just go about this kind of thinking that seventy-five uh, percent of people don't agree with me. But the, the 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 opinion that I put forth, I think I do it in a ginger—no pun intended, since <laughs> I'm a ginger—in a ginger enough way, in, in a conversational enough way that all I'm trying to do is move the conversation forward. And even if I'm wrong, and I may be wrong, but I'm open to have the conversation. Because without the conversation, no change takes place. None. Yeah. So that's, that's been our mantra for a while. We're coming up on 100 episodes. And, uh, you know, it's just keeping our ear to the, to, the, to the railroad track to see if the train's coming. Right. <laughs> and, and by train, I mean news. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, I'll, I'll put links to all this in our show notes. But uh, where, where can people find you? Uh, you can uh, obviously find us on iTunes. Um, I doubt it with Dollamore um, or at dollamore.com. That's D O L L E M O R E.com. Nice. And I have one more question for you because yeah, yeah. I saw, I, I can't remember where I saw it, but I, I feel like I heard you say at one point that you had jumped the fence to try and get into the White House. Oh yeah, yeah. Did I say that? Yeah, yeah I've got a, I've got a picture in my living room. This was Fourth of July weekend, nineteen ninety three, and it was when I was in the Marine Corps. So if I'd gotten caught, oh fuck, that would have been a bummer. <laughs> um, Clinton was in office. Obviously, this was pre nine eleven, so the entire security system relative to the roads around it was all open. Cars could drive by and everything. And my buddy and I got there, and I wanted a picture, but. If you've ever seen a picture of someone in front of the White House, it's it's them with a giant, you know, cast iron, wrought iron gate behind them. Yeah. And that's shitty. I don't want that. So, you know, super athletic. I just grabbed the bars, launched myself over, uh, landed in the grass, ran, you know, about 20 steps, turned around. He clicked the picture. I jumped back, got over the fence, and Secret Service agents emerged from the trees and started chasing us. Oh, my God. 
and we <laughs> got we got the fuck out of there. And we ran. My par- car was parked. If you know DC, uh, we ran from 14th Street all the way down to the Vietnam Memorial, where the little Einstein Memorial is in front of the National Academy of Science. And we, uh, my car was there. We got to my car and got the hell out of there and didn't get caught. So, <laughs> so now I've got this this awesome picture hanging in my living room. Yeah. I yeah. can't believe you did that. I have a friend that was in the Air Force and he was over uh he was stationed in Qatar and he uh the President Clinton, I feel like I can't remember who it was. One of the presidents came out and visited there and he saw the president walking away at some point and wanted to get a picture with him and reached in his pocket to grab his camera and then started running <laughs> towards the president. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, Mr. You President. Think. Yeah. You don't yeah. think about it, you know? You, right. If you have innocent intentions, you just don't realize that not everybody knows what's going on inside your goddamn yeah. grave. Right. <laughs> right. And the, the, these are the men that are defending our country, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Hey, man, I, I've been a bonehead. In fact, I'm still a bonehead in many, many ways. Most days, yeah. I'm a jackass. Yeah. Well, we'll... I have a question. Yeah, go. Yep. This goes back to something that you said, um, because, you know, uh, I was raised uh, raised without religion. Um, Mm -hmm. So a lot of the things that people talk about, I don't really understand. Um, So you had said something about the Bible was written by man. Is this a controversial thing for you to say? Oh, um, well, not amongst my people. Right, not amongst, yeah, but I mean. For sure. Okay. Well, let's put it this way. And I I talk about it in this this context. Well, one, to answer your question, yes, absolutely, it is. It is. John 1, 1 in the Bible, John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. So Christians, if they follow their Bible and they read their Bible, and most don't, (laughs) Otherwise, they would be where I am. Um, If they follow their Bibles, they understand that the Word of God, the the Bible, is not just a book with words in it. It is God. There's there's no way to differentiate the two. So, yeah, it's controversial. But think of it this way, Christy. Well, I don't have to teach. I'd be preaching to the choir if I (laughs) asked you this question. All right, Jeremy, listen. Here's the deal. If you were an omnipotent, omniscient, all-powerful being Keep who created the entire <laughs> universe, seen and unseen. Would you write a book and teach women that they need to go wash themselves and hide away when they have their periods because, ugh, that's icky. <laughs> no, you, you would understand the science and the biology behind it. If I were going to make a book and I was that omniscient, all-powerful being, why wouldn't I give cures for diseases? Why wouldn't I, hey, if you're going to do, do this, it's going to be way more peaceful and good for you to live together like this. Instead, it's, hey, if, uh, if that guy rapes that virgin, he needs to pay the woman's father 50 shekels of silver. Right. And then the rape victim has to marry the rapist. All yeah. right. That's done. <laughs> and more importantly, Good don't don't, uh, don't wear nylon and wool at the same time. <laughs> well, they didn't have nylon back in the day there, buddy. But <laughs> That must have been the me. interpretation that you were reading. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, linen and N- wool, you can't mix your fabrics. That was the NIV. NIV, sorry. It says nylon they, in the NIV, I think, they, they for the message. <laughs> they really stretch the interpretation. Yeah. But listen, I mean... Any, there's nothing in the Bible that we couldn't have come to, you know, a thousand years ago. Nothing. There's no, there's no, there's no nuggets of wisdom at all. Not one. There's not, listen, rape is not even a fucking commandment. The Ten Commandments, six of them are, have no other God before me. Um, I'm a jealous dick. Don't make any graven images. <laughs> Keep the Sabbath day holy. All that, you know, it's it's. There's only a few good. There's don't murder, don't yeah. lie, don't steal your neighbor's shit, don't <laughs> bang your neighbor's wife, don't take your neighbor's oxen. You know that those are good things. Don't bear false witness against your late neighbor. That those are good things. Yeah. Why no rape? I'll tell you why no rape. 
because there were rules surrounding if you rape somebody that the woman who was raped, brutally raped, had to marry the man who violated her. Sounds like a, a deity-inspired book to me. <laughs> yeah. I just remember I made, like, I t- said to a Christian friend once that I thought that I believed that if Jesus was actual person, a historic figure, that he would have been married to Mary Magdala, and she flipped out. And I, I still to this day don't understand why that is threatening. It's same as it's bizarre to me. Listen, even even Mormons believe that there's a that God, Jehovah, Yahweh, who whatever the fuck, uh, <laughs> they believe he's married, then he has a, a a wife. That that God, the heavenly Father, has a, a there's a heavenly mother. Now they're all whacked out about how they explain it. They say, well, we have so much respect for Heavenly Mother that we just don't talk about her. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so you disrespect Yahweh, Heavenly Father, so much that you're just running your mouth about him. It doesn't make... It, right. It's completely ludicrous. But, but let, me, let me turn the tables here. I don't, want, I don't know how much time you guys have, but what was it like for you, Christy, growing up with no faith? And when you say no faith, you mean no faith. None? You, you had no... I was baptized Catholic because my mom was raised it. And uh, like part of their wedding, like when you're a Catholic, you have to take all these classes to get married in the church. Oh, and yeah. she had to sign something that said she would raise her children Catholic. So she kind of felt weirdly... Um, guilty. Guilty. Yeah. yeah, the Catholic guilt. <laughs> um, so I was baptized Weird. that, <laughs> but never once went to church until I was in high school and I started to wonder about religion so i went to lots of different types of churches and read different holy books and um like educated myself about it so i went to catholic church for almost a year mm. um but i never really felt like i belonged because um in the church you have to there's lots of rules and because i missed first communion i never would fully be accepted right so i didn't so how, actually feel so let me ask you Sorry, I'm, mm-hmm. I know it's not my show, but <laughs> just I can't help it. Um, what was it like for you to to go to not be religious? I mean, you're fundamentally not religious now. I, I would I would venture to say even stretch to say that you're agnostic or atheist. Right. What's it like to get into a relationship with you know Joel Osteen over there, <laughs> former pastor guy, and uh, you know completely drag him into the abyss of heathenism and maybe hedonism. Uh, yeah, just tons of bestiality, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's what's, once God was removed from the equation, just yeah. bestiality, murder. I mean, anything goes. Anything. That's, that's our date night. <laughs> yeah. so, so how does that work with being in a relationship with him and where his family are still fully, uh. fully committed <laughs> to the mythology. Say hi to my sister, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> It is very challenging because, first of all, I can't understand half of the words that they are saying to me <laughs> because of this Christianese they, thing. They're talking in tongues? Yeah, like in <laughs> Christianese terms, and I might don't as, understand. Might as well <laughs> <laughs> And so I'll often, at family gatherings, have to text his sister being like, what the fuck does that mean? And then she'll have to tell me. Um, I've never felt so persecuted in my life. <laughs> Except for I did live in Idaho for a, so six months of my life where that's I my, was. That's my home state, baby. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So um, we were um, persecuted by other children because yeah. we weren't Mormon. So that six months of my life, and then now with his family who... Uh, not my sister, by not, the way. Not sister. <laughs> it's one of the good ones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, but, I have a theory about this. I, and not about you being in a relationship, you know... His Jeremy's family, they believe that he really still believes and he's yes. just backsliding right now. So so here's the deal. I I have a hard time believing that Christians really believe in what they're saying. Me too. Because, because if like even your let's put your let, I'm gonna put you on the spot, Jeremy, talk about your parents, if, if you'll allow me. Yeah, go for um, it. if your parents really believed that you were gonna burn in hell for eternity. Not for a billion years, not for a thousand billion years, but for eternity in the most excruciating torture that you could possibly, we can't even imagine it. If they really believe that, 
they would do whatever they could do to get you to turn away. They wouldn't just have Thanksgiving and never mention it and just casually look, okay, honey, well, you know, you need to get back to church. Yeah. Imagine your daughter, if you knew that she was going to break her collarbone even, you would do anything in your fucking power to get that, to stop that from happening. Yeah. So why isn't all these Christians who, who love you and me, they love me, why are they not doing everything at every waking moment to stop me from burning in hell? I think the answer is, eh, they don't really buy it either, but it's culturally acceptable. It's, in the back of their mind somewhere, they don't buy it. And it's part of their culture. I mean, because they were raised in this, all of their friends, his mom told his sister when she first met me, I love Christy, but it's just so weird because I've never liked a non-Christian before. And they isolate themselves in these communities yeah. where they don't know any non-Christians. And it's super weird. Well, it's that, that, that is a, a key sign of a cult. Yes. Um, when you talk about people getting like in the Jonestown, it's don't talk to your family. Um, you know, the, the, the Manson family thing. It's we are, we're going to, the, the Heaven's Gate cult with Marshall Applewhite. There's a good poll. Um, they isolated them from their families. They're not allowed to talk to them. Um, you're, it's this, our little in-group here. This is it. And that's how Christianity operates. That's how Mormonism operates. That's how these, even in, in, in Islam, you have Muslim communities. You know, Dearborn, Michigan, it might as well be Baghdad. It is like 90% Iraqi. It's a, it is, they congregate to themselves where it's safe and they won't be challenged. Their ideas won't be challenged. It's, you know, their bullshit won't, won't be challenged. You know, I, I think that there's, I think that everybody, I think that believers know deep down, I think that there's doubt there, but it's, it's also, it's very much a culture that doesn't give any room for doubt or questioning or like unassuredness of, <laughs> of what your belief system is because you're immediately ostracized if you start to bring that stuff up. I mean, it's just, it's immediately shut down. And yeah. I, I know for me that w once I heard other people talking about this doubt and, and that there's room to question stuff and that that's okay and that it's normal, like that was the beginning for me of kind of realizing like this is maybe not something that I am 100% in line with. <laughs> I have the hardest time. I don't have any problem talking to our flavor, or even Catholics, I have the hardest time with, with Calvinists, talking to Calvinists, because they're into apologetics, and they think they got it all fucking figured out, and they <laughs> yeah. are, it's, they're even more weird and dogmatic and, and, and in bondage to the, to the, to the words. It's, it's, it's the letter of the law with them, never the spirit of the law, and they're tough, but everybody else, well, they also read their Bibles, so they're, you know, they're, they're accepting of what they believe, even though they know the bullshit, so. Yeah. But our, our flavor was easy, man. Yeah. It was, you know, <laughs> for sure. Says they you guys. They don't know what, they're, they're, they're they don't busy. know what the hell their religion they, is. <laughs> they just hate, they just hate the sin. They don't love us. Or they, they don't hate us, Jesse. They, they love us. Yeah, right. They just hate yeah, I hear everything We've been us. talking a lot about uh, Mike Huckabee on the show and his, I got a lot of gay friends and here, prepare, and you know what? It's, it's bullshit. Or this Lori Birchfield chick who just testified before the Idaho committee because they were going to add the words um, gender identity and sexual orientation to the protected classes and they didn't even get out of committee because it's fucking Idaho. <laughs> I'm a sixth-generation Idahoan, so I can shit on it if I want. <laughs> um, and she got up there, and I love everybody, and I, you know, I have extraordinary love and compassion for all of mankind, except for the fact that, you know, I don't have to agree with their life. You know, sh shut the fuck <laughs> up. Listen, you can't say, I don't hate the, si uh, the sinner, I just hate the sin. That That's complete bullshit. Yeah. It's... You can't have what I have because you're not normal, quote unquote. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> not you guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't have Brittany the, here to reel me in, so I'm yeah. just going radical. It's all right. So um, if, if you, oh, sorry, did you have another question? Christy? Oh, well, just about 
um, loving Christians. Like we've talked about it on the show about when Jeremy was going through custody stuff. And the first thing that my, you know, heathen homosexual father said is you need to move. Jeremy needs to move in with you and Ellie needs her own room at your house. And his mom conversely says that he's dancing with the devil or Satan's being deceived by Satan, being deceived by Satan. So she would have rather her grandchild be homeless yeah. Then uh, to live, live in sense. sin. It's fucking bizarre. Yeah. It's it's wrong. And who's it's, loving in this situation? It, right, it, it's short-sighted. <laughs> uh, we've got a situation, and I can talk about it here because... <laughs> no one listens to our show? Just say yeah. it. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> this particular person, they probably don't listen to my fucking show. So. Not a lot of um, crossover. There was another thing where it was kind of a divorce situation and all that was going on, and, and th- this person was... Um, prescribing that uh, the, the, the mother, the, the baby mama, drop out of college and go get a job because it's the most important thing to have a parent in the home. And you've got you to get back with this abusive, mm-hmm. terrible, ill uh, father person yeah. because, because that's what's most important is having a father in the, in the home. Well, since then, the woman has graduated college She's a bioscientist. She she works for a, a Fortune 500 company, making great money, and so she she'd be working at fucking Albertsons or what? <laughs> right. That doesn't make any. The, the most important thing to a child is not having two parents. It's having money. It's not being poor. Poverty is what causes uh, the downgrade and the d- degrade of the family system. Not having a gay parent mm-hmm. or only having one parent. I mean, it right. is ideal. It's ideal to have two parents. Sure. But that's not the fucking world we live in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, look, I, I, uh, I live with it. I mean, you could, your parents are probably carbon copies of mine. Yeah, maybe they should uh, have a dinner party. I'm just, I'm more <laughs> oh, of a dick. I'm more <laughs> of a dick and don't have as big a problem cutting them off. I, listen, this might be a little personal or whatever, but I'm, um, I believe that there's family, there's an obligation of family to act better than, than anybody else. And if, if they're going to ab, uh, abdicate that, that responsibility, then fuck them. You yeah. know what? I've got, I've got many, I've got friends of more than, you know, going on three decades. My best friend, uh, Brett, uh, who lives in Spokane, you guys, Christy, mm-hmm. um, he's been my best friend since 1990. And I mean, like my brother, and I've got family. I've got lots of family. Yeah, they're just not not my blood. Yeah. So uh, Jesse, if you've listened to the show, uh, you know I do that, every uh, fuck week. At the, <laughs> I'm sorry. At the at the end of the show, <laughs> we oftentimes have a, a, our last words. Do you have any Do you have any last words that you want to close out the interview with? Yes, um, I would love to. I'd love to be included in that. Uh, I would admonish everybody to be as genuine as they can, be the most genuine version of themselves that they can, and keep moving the conversation forward. Welcome back, everybody, from the heartfelt, passionate interview. Passionate interview with a passionate man. (laughs) Jesse Dolomore. He's Marine, everybody. Sorry, I listened to his podcast, his co-host, says all he manages to squeak into every podcast that he was a marine and she always okay. goes he's a marine everybody <laughs> jesse was a marine everybody so, so it can be like a drink it's become this thing that okay. i've heard all the time so when i finally had the opportunity to say it i got very excited <laughs> yes. there was a little bit of you know i'm not one to get excited about things that's not true i get excited <laughs> about things like, all the time um <laughs> So anyway, yeah, uh, that was fun. It was. I was. Uh, I enjoyed him. Yeah, he's a, he's a very passionate, very passionate <laughs> man. Knows his scripture very well. I'll say that, and um, very much has the uh, preacher voice. So, Christina, there was something that dawned on you. Back to the Seahawks thing, real quick, yes. before we're done. So, some of you might have seen this in the news: uh, the dumbass that in December before we had even made it into the playoffs, got the back-to-back champions, mm-hmm. two Lombardi trophies intersecting with each other, and then the um, 
the the dates and everything tattooed on him. I know this dumbass. Yeah. Christy knows him. Yeah. And first of all, um, I feel like he kind of jinxed it. Hmm. And secondly... Well, somebody did that last year and we won. Yeah, but... The Seahawks won, I should say. The This dumbass has to have that for the rest of his life, so he deserves it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. so look for that. Yeah, so Christy knows him. Do you have his phone number or anything? And do no. we want to give it out on the podcast? Full name? First and last name? Maybe no, what's really funny him, is he like... Send him a note, say thanks. In the, all the news stories, he... Yeah. Calls himself OC. <laughs> oh, that's his name? No, OC? it's not his name. Oh, got it. So, do you have O'Connor. a way to reach out to him and, like, maybe no. we could get him on the show? Well, I mean, I can find him on Facebook. You should. No. Please reach out to this guy. I want to hear how he's doing now. <laughs> Has he come out with anything since? No. The loss? I mean, is he alive? Did he? <laughs> <laughs> Did he cut Did his skin off? Did he go into hiding? <laughs> yeah, bust and out the cheese grater from the Green Bay game. It's really and just... ugly. It's not a good tattoo. No. Yeah. So don't get uh, preemptive tattoos, guys. The more you know. Hashtag the more you know. Mm-hmm. Hashtag poop down. Um, hashtag love shark. Hashtag. <laughs> we're not supposed to say hashtag anymore according to your list of things. Oh. But. Uh, we violated my own list. We're running long. <coughs> so we're going to let everybody my go. My voice is slipping. You can. Find us, as always, nerdoutloudpod.com. We love to hear from you, everybody. Tweet us at nerdoutloudpod. Find us on Facebook.com slash nerdoutloudpod. Say hello. Be mean publicly or be nice or whatever. Add to the Subscribe. Um, the big thread that's going on on my Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, we love to hear from you. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week, I guess. Christina, do you have any last words? Never wait. <laughs> okay. And uh, thanks, thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. And actually, say hi to us online. We like. Uh, let your new flag fly. What should I say? Let your new flag fly. You sound like you just said a slur there. That's inappropriate. It's hurtful. I got unfollowed by somebody on Twitter that's following over 2,000 people. Who was it? Nobody that you know. Oh. Who Why? does that? I must have said something to really strike a nerve if I got unfollowed by somebody that's following 2,000 people. Why do you care? That's insane, though. Why do you care? It's insane that you care or that you even notice. It's hurtful. It's not hurtful. It's hurtful and rude.